G'day folks, welcome to episode 108 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week we've got some updates to talk about in OpenSSH, uh, Pillow, Python, Glib, Kernel and uh, OpenJPEG. And we're also going to have a discussion about uh, 1604 ESM. So 1604 LTS is uh, currently still supported, but it does go or does reach the end of that supported period in April, and it will be transitioning to extended security maintenance at that point. So we will be having a discussion about that as well. Plus, we'll cover some open positions within the team too. All right, so let's get into it. So this week, there were 28 unique CVEs that were addressed by the team across the supported Ubuntu releases. First up, we have OpenSSH. Uh, this was a double free in the SSH agent, so it only affects uh, the OpenSSH client. It doesn't affect OpenSSH server, which is good. You know, it's not remotely exploitable or that kind of thing. Uh, and it only affected the more recent Ubuntu releases, 2004 long-term support and 2010. And so as I say, this is in the SSH agent and it's accessible you know, via the SSH agent socket. And usually that's only, or you know, by default, that's only accessible by the owner. So uh, it's the kind of thing that if you potentially had uh, you know, code execution on someone's user's account, you could you know, exploit this, but if you're some other user on the system, you're not able to, you know, the SSH agent socket is only accessible by its owner by default. So uh, probably pretty safe from that, unless perhaps you are forwarding the SSH agent to you know, some attacker controlled host or something like that. Um, but yeah, in general, this one is unlikely to affect most people, but uh, has been fixed for those releases. We also had an update for Pillow. This is a Python imaging library and eight different CVEs were fixed here for 16.04, 18.04, 20.04, long-term support releases respectively in 2010. Uh, in this case, uh, this is actually a lot of different memory corruption issues and you might be thinking I'm talking Python here and memory corruption, you know, these two don't usually go together. Python is a memory safe language. So why are we talking about that? Well, under the, under the hood, it actually uses libjpeg for doing a lot of the heavy lifting for, you know, the image manipulation. And so that parts of uh, Pillow are written in C. And so as a result, you know, there is the usual uh, kind of C uh, programming mistakes that we see there that result in different memory corruption issues. So in this case, let's say eight different CV were fixed here and these were a mix of you know out of bounds reads and writes that were fixed uh, null pointed your references and the like so the kind of things that could result in you know the ability to uh, crash whatever application was using pillow or you know get code execution as well as that too so they were fixed we also had an update as well for python uh, seven different cves were addressed here for uh, the 1804 long-term support and 2004 long-term support release now, uh, I'm calling that this one because what's interesting about it is that uh, we actually had updates for Python uh, over the last few weeks. And you know, I've talked about all those, again, for these similar releases, but now I'm talking about it again. And what's, uh, they're the same vulnerabilities. And I, no, there wasn't a regression here. We didn't fix them twice. What we've done is we've also fixed them in the other versions of Python that are in Ubuntu. So uh, you know, if you're familiar with the Ubuntu repositories, we have main and universe. Main is the uh, software that is uh, supported by the security team and the other teams at Canonical. And universe is supported by the community. And then within that, we actually have multiple different Python versions. However, uh, usually we only support a single one in main. So that means that only one version, or in, in the case of Python 2 versus Python 3, there's two of them. But uh, in general, only one version of Python is supported for each release. And so what we see is, say, for uh, Xenial and Bionic, you know, there's Python 2.7 is in main. Um, but for the later releases, Focal and Groovy, uh, 2.7 is now in universe. 
Uh, whereas say in Xenial, we have Python 3.5 in main, but 3.6 is in main for Bionic and 3.8 is in main for Focal and Groovy. But we often have these same versions back in the older releases. Uh, and they live in the universe part. So what that means is that you know you can uh, run potentially say Python 3.8 in uh, those older releases, but it's in universe. It's not uh, officially supported by Canonical. Say in the case of Bionic, Python 3.6 is. Uh, so you know that option is there for you. But as I say, we don't we don't traditionally support those. But what we've done here is we've uh, rolled in a bunch of those fixes to those versions that are in universe. So uh, if you are running uh, one of those ones that isn't traditionally supported, you are now a little safer. Uh, you can find details of those vulnerabilities either in the show notes or referring back to previous episodes. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting one to talk about, uh, given the main universe split and how that is supported. Okay, uh, moving on, we had an update for glib, uh, one CVE that was fixed again for 16.04, 18.04, 20.04, long-term support releases, and 20.10, the Groovy Gorilla. Uh, in this case, the vulnerability was uh, in the gfile replace API. So as an application, you can call this to say, hey, replace this, you know, this file underneath. Uh, and if that happened to point to a dangling symlink, uh, that would then go and obviously you know, replace the symlink, but it would actually uh, replace the target of the symlink as well if it didn't exist with an empty file. And so that could have possible security implications. Um, you know, they're not directly clear. Obviously, it depends on what your application use case is as to what that could actually be affecting. Uh, but yeah, that has been fixed as well for glib to not create that uh, underlying file. Obviously, if the file already existed, you know, it wouldn't go and create it. So, uh, you know, that's good. The impact of this is pretty low. Uh, after that, we had updates for the kernel. And uh, of these, uh, the most interesting vulnerability that was fixed across them was in the Marvel Wi-Fi driver. There was a buffer overflow there that could be triggered by a malicious remote device sending an overly long ad hoc uh, SSID value. Uh, that would then overflow this buffer and so you could then you know, likely get uh, denial of service because you would uh, crash the driver and therefore crash the kernel potentially or uh, you would get uh, remote code execution uh, if you can you know, set things up massage the heap all the all the usual bits you need to do to do that uh, and so yeah these kernel updates were for all of our supported releases so that's the 4.4 kernel in uh, 16.04 long-term support which is used as uh, the kernel in 14.04 esm trusty esm uh, there's also the 4.15 kernel used in 18.04 long-term support, which is again used as the hardware enablement kernel for 16.04 long-term support. Uh, the 5.4 kernel used in the 20.10 release and uh, as the hardware enablement for the previous release, 18.04 long-term support. And finally, the 5.8 kernel used for uh, 2010, the Groovy Gorilla. And again, that's the hardware enablement kernel if you are running 20.04 long-term support. Okay, after that, uh, we had an update for OpenJPEG. This is the last one to go through this week. Uh, five different CVEs here that were fixed for 1604 long-term support. And uh, being OpenJPEG, it's the usual kind of issues that we see for this package. It's a library written in C uh, that handles complex image formats. So we see the uh, usual memory corruption issues as a result that were fixed here. Uh, the kind of things that lead to, again, denial of service or remote code execution and that type of thing. So if you are using OpenJPEG on 16.04 long-term support, you are now a little bit safer. Okay, and that takes it to the end of this week in security updates. Uh, up next, I wanted to have a brief chat about uh, the pending 16.04 extended security maintenance uh, transition or release. So 16.04 long-term support Ubuntu release uh, released back in April of 2016, uh, supported by Canonical for five years. And so uh, come April this year, that will be uh, reaching end of that long-term support period. 
Now, since uh, Canonical announced extended security maintenance back for the original 1204 release, what we've been doing is uh, supporting a, um, a subset of the packages in main, uh, doing uh, security updates for high and critical vulnerabilities uh, for those packages during this ESM period. And this ESM period for uh, both 12.04, 14.04, and now 16.04 uh, extended security maintenance is for three years. Uh, so the 4.604, what we've done there for extended security maintenance is slightly different. Uh, we are now not supporting just a subset of main, but we will be supporting the uh, entirety of main. Uh, we're technically feasible for high and critical vulnerabilities. And so your coverage then of what is uh, supported under ESM is now expanded. Uh, and again, you know, covering all of the, you know, the most high profile, the most critical vulnerabilities that there are there as well. And so a couple of things I wanted to point people to, if you are running 1604 uh, long-term support and you are you know, not in a position yet to be able to say upgrade to 1804 or 2004 long-term support, uh, and you want to transition to ESM, uh, there's a blog post that's been written by Lex Sandecki. Uh, he's one of the uh, product managers here at uh, Canonical uh, that talks about, I guess, the trade-offs between, you know, do you, should you upgrade? Should you, you know, move over to ESM? That kind of thing. And there's a webinar as well that was done by Lek and Rick Harding from uh, the Ubuntu server team that talk again about some of those concerns and the kind of things you need to be thinking about if you are running at the moment 16.04 long-term support. You know, that will be reaching the end of that long-term support period uh, come about the end of uh, April. And so what you should be starting to think about now, if you haven't already, uh, you know, as to what you're going to do then when it uh, hits that. Uh, you should note that uh, uh, ESM is available for, um, I guess, personal use. So that uh, in general, it means that anyone can use ESM on up to three machines themselves. Uh, Ubuntu community members can use it, I think, on up to 50 machines, which is uh, pretty cool if you are an Ubuntu, uh, you know, if you are an Ubuntu member yourself. Uh, and obviously then it's available as well as part of the Ubuntu Advantage program as well as, uh, you know, if you want to sign up to that as a customer. And that not then not only includes ESM, but other things as well. Okay, so uh, the other thing I want to talk about this week, again, was that we've got some open positions in the team. We are looking for an AppArmor security engineer. So if you want to work on AppArmor, develop new features and that kind of thing uh, on both the kernel and the user space uh, part of that, I urge you to check that one out. Uh, we are also looking for uh, a security engineer to work as part of our certifications team. So if you have experience or an interest in things like FIPS and common criteria and uh, STIG and the like, uh, I urge you to check that one out. And finally, we are also looking for a, a generalist, so someone to work on the day-to-day -day, uh, you know, security patching work and uh, hardening of Ubuntu, feature development, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that one is available to anyone in the world. So uh, yeah, check that one out in the show notes as well. All right, so that takes us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact with the team, you can reach us at security at ubuntu.com. We also hang out in the Ubuntu Harden channel on the Freenode IRC network. Uh, there is a security section on discourse.ubuntu.com if you want to raise a topic there. And finally, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at Ubuntu underscore sec there as well. Okay, so thanks everyone for listening again for another week. I will be back again with you next week to do this all again. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.